Welcome to Tool World. We're your hosts. I'm Gordon Ju. And I'm David Ju. And we're here to discuss everything about ITF patterns. If you're interested in learning more, make sure to like the podcast. All right. Welcome back to Tool World. This is David Ju. And I'm here with, as always, Master Gordon Ju. Hey, David. How's it going? You keep asking me how's it going, but we're filming a lot of things I in know. shelter in place, uh, so it's going the same as you saw me about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, creature of habit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that was an interesting uh, episode we had last week. We had a little panel, Mr. Johnson and Ms. Katowski. Yeah, well, it's interesting to hear what everyone else has, what they think about it. Right. And that's what the whole idea behind the podcast is to give a little bit of different perspective how people perform certain things or their interpretation of the pattern. Yeah. What are we talking about today, David? Well, we're still going through Kodong. Right. Uh, and last week we talked about the parallel blocks and we talked about the reverse uh, offensive hook kicks as well. I think we're sticking with the jumping techniques. And that is definitely the difficulty of the pattern. The pattern's difficulty comes from the kicks. Right. And we're going to be talking about the jumping. So I don't know if we really talked too much about the flying reverse offensive hook kick. In the encyclopedia, it was a flying reverse turning kick. And then sometime around, I think around 2008, we started to do, do it as a reverse flying offensive hook kick. Right. And so that was the main difference was how are people doing it? Are they doing it reverse turning kick or flying reverse offensive hook kick? Yeah. And so I guess that might depend on your instructor and how Mm -hmm. they teach it. I totally agree that the way it was performed in competition where a lot of the students would hold or pose the reverse turning kick. Mm-hmm. didn't quite look right because they weren't really jumping. It was kind of like a little hop and extended the leg and then held. I, I saw a lot of that. But that's still flying. You still see that in sparring. Well, you do that little hop. And- yes, that's true. Flying is when both feet are off the ground. That's constitute flying. Yeah. <laughs> so <it's not laughs> However, the thing about that is, and we didn't talk about it, is how far do you actually jump back? Because you're dodging backwards. And I would say that you're jumping one and a half shoulder width backwards, kind of like a flying kick with a back leg moving forward. It's just, it's just moving backwards. And you're going to cover about one and a half shoulder width. One and a half, that's pretty far. Well, I always think of it as without the jump, if I brought my front leg to the back, how far does it go backwards? One and a half. And so that's my opinion that mm-hmm. flying should be sim- similar in that way. Yeah. That also brings up the point where it, when you watch people do that pattern, Kodong, in competition, and it's a big pattern, so it's hard to tell in the studio unless you have a huge studio and it might be only one person doing it, that yeah. we can see the actual jumping, yeah. how far we're moving back. But I would say that when I watch it in competition, a lot of times the ring is kind of small for the pattern, depending on how big they are that most people don't jump far enough backwards. Right, you're kind of running into the coaches at that point. Well, 
you know, with the coach's chair back there. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> or you're on the center stage and you're flying off the center <laughs> stage. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's probably another reason why people don't get back to the same spot. Yeah, they're not jumping far enough back, right? And then the second part for that is going to be that two-directional kick. Right. That two-directional kick <laughs> is... Um, Movement yeah, number 37. 37. Most people right. are they're taking this huge strides. They're getting like this running start going into it. Right. They do it kind of like a double motion type of flying technique. Right. Where they can take a step, step, and jump and kick. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it is take a step, step, jump, and kick. It's kind of the way you plant the foot, right? Yeah. So if you look at General Chase Encyclopedia... It does show that you take a step and that right foot steps in front. How far forward is it? I would say it's just slightly forward. Not even, um, well, maybe one shoulder width. So that's on the ball of the foot. But the next position is actually both feet is planted on the floor as the left foot moves forward. Yeah. And that is also about maybe one shoulder width. Right. And then it shows that you jump and kick. So it's not really one foot down, one foot up, jump, kick. The way you see a lot of students do it that way. Right. It's more of a step, plant, jump, kick. kick. Exactly. Yeah. While you're moving forward still, we're not jumping in place, right? Right. Um, Actually, I, I would definitely say that's the way I teach it, especially for older people, just because they don't have that jumping capability anymore Mm -hmm. right so if you have both feet planted first and his feet are already in position because one foot is in front of the other it makes it easier to be able to do that too you don't want that twisting kick to go at an upward angle i totally agree with that so yeah uh are we doing it are most students probably doing it incorrectly probably yep probably and that's also one of the reasons why people end up too far forward. Right. It's because you're moving too far forward. I think a lot of students are maybe moving two and a half shoulder width or maybe two shoulder width forward, where it should probably only be about maybe one and a half shoulder width forward. Right. I'm always too far forward. And you know, yeah. if you go past the umpires, you get a zero. <laughs> called disqualification. <laughs> Is that really? Yeah. They do have that now? Yeah. Oh, you could do it in place. You know that little hop that everyone does? They, they, they always switch stances. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like It's kind of like patterns in a box. Yeah, patterns <laughs> in a box, right in front of the judges. Nothing makes you look better than that. <laughs> yeah. As long as you do it with full power. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the two-directional kick, you're leaning to your left, executing a twisting kick, and then you're kicking slightly backwards, not towards EF. Twisting kick is to the front. Yeah. Okay. But it's not towards C. Right? Yeah. But it's not towards E. Okay. It's not exactly that because you can't you can't really do that. Yeah. It's slightly to the, at an angle. Mm-hmm. Like the twisting kick is more going to be more towards like EC. EC. Okay. ED? And You're moving e. towards D and it's DE. E. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, and the side piercing kick is moving towards it's actually more like c because it's behind you Mm -hmm. and it's moving towards f okay right so it's not directly to the side it's not like um your twisting kick is towards e if you looked at that or and the side piercing kick is to f Mm -hmm. so at that angle once you do the kick when you land 
you actually land the left foot forward. That's what we call the diagonal stance. Yeah. Because it's just natural to be in that position. Right. Diagonal stance is a really good way to be able to build up that two-directional kick too. Just practicing in a left diagonal stance. Right. And when you start the jump according to the foot position, you'll see that the left foot is slightly forward before the jump. Yeah. The left foot is slightly forward and you jump from there. So it's only natural that the left foot should land slightly forward right. to the right leg. Yeah. And that's what the diagonal stance is. We want to talk about the next section on the flying mid-air knife hand strike, right? Mm-hmm. And that's interesting too about the way it's described mid-air. What is mid-air? Well, a mid-air kick is usually the flying back kick, right? Or a flying reverse side piercing kick. Okay. Mid-air kick is really, it's not just jumping up and kicking with either the front leg or back leg. Mm -hmm. Mid-air kick is actually a spinning type movement. So if you look up mid-air kick, it's either performed in a flying reverse side piercing kick or a back kick. Yeah. So here it says mid-air strike. Yeah. So you're rotating 180 degrees Mm -hmm. towards your back. That's kind of what I think mid-air is is that you're jumping and you're spinning towards your back. Yeah, but, you know, the interesting part about this technique is if you look at the the photos, both on the right and left side and the application photo, the arm is extended at the peak of the technique. Right. But when he jumps or when he lands, his arm is bent. Right, because it does say that after you strike, you land with the arms extended. It doesn't say that you're striking anymore because mm-hmm. the strike is already done. Right. You're, you're done with that, that attack. Yeah. And all it is is that you've hit and you're landing, your arms extended, and then you're moving on to the next position. Right, so you're very relaxed. The arm is slightly bent. Yeah. As opposed to make it look like you're striking on the ground. Is that a error in the photo? Because sometimes you do have errors in the photo. I don't think so. Yeah. Because it's consistent with the other one as well. And the application and photo. And the application photo, right? That'd be a lot of errors. <laughs> that would be a lot of errors. And I can tell you, General Chase spent a lot of time taking these photographs for the, the encyclopedia. I was um, there when he was doing that. I didn't get to see the whole thing, but he was very meticulous in trying to position people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the way that should be, right? And then he would have people um, demonstrate it incorrectly, and he would fix them and say, I want it like this. Now hold it right there. And that Did would be the photo? incorrect oh. photograph. Wow. Yeah, so uh, I think he, he he knew what he wanted. Yeah. And that's what's amazing about the encyclopedia. Obviously, there are mistakes, yeah. I mean, there's there's so many pages and so many techniques. Yeah. You can't make it 100% perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for joining in today to Tool World. We hope you really enjoyed this episode on the flying hicks and the flying strikes. You have any last words there, Master Jew? Not this time. That's my favorite pattern, though, right? It's your favorite pattern. <laughs> well, we're going to continue your favorite pattern next week. Thanks for joining in, guys. Remember to be safe, keep training, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope to see you next time.